listening to Watchmen Radio. Reaching the truth without compromise for the last generation. Watchmen Radio. All right, praise God, Watchmen Radio, not live. Uh, we are just doing a podcast here, uh, reestablishing some of our gear. I couldn't do the Facebook uh, or the um, YouTube live stream because XSplit updated on me. And when they updated on me, uh, all the settings are going wacko with the VB uh, voice meter cable. So uh, I got a little bit of an issue there with a bug. I got to work out and then... Of course, I'm also having an issue with the uh, FCC free conference. Everything was working originally, but ironically, when they do these updates, there's like some guy just waiting, like, how can we screw everybody up? And then they'll send out an update, it updates everybody, and then it whacks out everybody's settings. So, but they'll change the skin, you know, the GUI. And make it look great. Uh, but they just, it's worse. So I got Brother Allen on the line. Brother Allen, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. All right, so Brother Allen, some of you know him. You've seen him at Strike the Head of the Serpent. Uh, if you're on our prayer line, which we have a prayer line three, four, five times a week on the weekend too, uh, you could join. Uh, we pray and intercede for others. Uh, watch for radio. So we're going to be back doing podcasts for now. Until I get the live stream up and working and functioning. Um, probably just do YouTube. I haven't been banned there yet. So until I'm banned, I might as well just keep it going. But again, the X split is not working. And um, so for now, this is just going to be a podcast going out. In the meantime, we're going to be patching in Redbeard, uh, who did die and came back to life. So he's kind of like, finally has something interesting to say. So we're going to patch him in. Um, the experience that he just went through, and we did pray every day for him. We had a prayer assembly. Many of you were there um, helping out. How many out there know prayer is a labor? Amen, Alan? And um, Amen. it's it's something you're you sowing to the Spirit. Also note, when you're praying for others, know this, that um, when you have a situation, I know this sounds crazy, but it's called reaping and sowing. So um, it's a it's a law of God. You can't get around it. I know some people try. They're like, oh, I'll outsmart God on this one. Good luck. It's not going to work. And I'll tell you right now that if you're engaged, uh, I, listen, I knew a guy years ago. There used to be a website called prayer.la. It's gone now. But it was a uh, website where everybody was posting. And in the preliminary stages of the Internet, it was like a forum and everybody would go on there and fill out the form, and then I need a request. And uh, and then it would click here when you prayed for this person, and you would get a notification in your email that it says someone just prayed for you, you know. So uh, this guy used to go on there. Like, he have a back problem. Uh, he would go on there and start praying for other people, especially people that were asking for prayer for back problem, okay. And um, wouldn't you know it? When he needed prayer, there would be a mass assembly, and he would never even post his name. There would just be a mass assembly of folks praying for him. So he was reaping what he sowed. So when you pray for other folks, remember, you're also 
broadcasting in the spirit to the Lord that you are um, you're going to reap spiritual reward. Okay, and um, prayer could be a labor. That's why Jesus said, "Couldn't you pray pray with me a little?" You know, they fell. So a spirit of slumber goes out on folks when they want to engage, even though, they want, even though the Lord is standing there with them and wants you to pray, the spirit of slumber will still try to come against you, okay? So know that, that even though when you want to pray, you want to assemble in warfare, watch out for a demon force of uh, slumber. That's right. And it could take you out and rip you off in the spirit realm because you want to have a bank account, i.e. reaping what you sowed when you're praying for others. So, saying this to say this, when you're praying for others, when you're engaging in prayer for others, I'm talking real prayer, not just a one of these, praise God, help him, one of them. I'm talking about really getting into warfare for someone or a situation or whatever, whatever it might be, okay? Could be somebody very ill. Could be somebody going through a financial attack. Doesn't matter, whatever it might be. But like I told you of that person, they would go on there and they would go, they wanted to get people praying for him. So he would go pray for others on that website I just told you about. And he said, well, I'm reaping what I sow now because I prayed for others. God's going to raise up people to pray for me. Amen. It's really that simple. It's it's like unreal, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I I can tell you that along with the spirit of slumber, when when you want to pray or read your Bible, I I personally believe there's also a demon that will keep you up all night watching uh, NBA highlights or – Clips from movies that you like. Devil will help you waste time. Is uh, is my feeling also. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, absolutely. There'll be um, situations coming your way uh, that would create a. Uh, I call them um, sap sucker. You know, mm-hmm. it's trying to uh, absorb your time. And uh, unfortunately, I've taken the bait on that myself. But you see, when I acknowledge my fault. And I come to the Lord and I acknowledge it. And I say, Lord, forgive me for that. I I have engaged in that. You're in a good place with God. And I'll tell you right now, um, reaping what you're sowing is a beneficial for the good side of your walk as well. I'm not just talking about giving um, finances to the works of God, which is very important because God says I'll rebuke the devourer when you do that. Many don't, don't believe that. That's fine. I already know it works. I, when I had situations and when I stopped doing it, I had more attacks. So I, I know it works. However, in the realm of praying for others, and if you're going to dedicate time and say, you know what, I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to pray for this. I'm going to look Facebook asking for prayer. How I'm going to pray for that person right now. And I'm going to go into warfare. I'm going to bind. I'm going to rebuke. I'm going to sever. I'm going to pray for God to loose angels into that situation. And I'm going to get into warfare. I'm going to read the word, say the word, hear the word, and confess and decree the word. And I'm going to believe right now for breakthroughs for this person. And you're getting into warfare. I guarantee when you have a situation coming your way, God's going to say, hey, 
let them reap what they sowed. Because they prayed, they went into warfare, they got on their knees, they quoted scriptures, they declared the word, and because of that, I am going to raise up warriors for, for, that, per, for that person, for you, if you were engaged in what I'm saying. So it's just a process of reaping and sowing. Real simple, and it's in the same realm of forgiveness. And this is all a side note. And this is what I mean about the Lord. Sometimes I have something I wanted to talk about, and the Lord just brings me another way. Okay, I wanted to get into binding and loosing today. Uh, very important going to get into that next message, but this message has to do with reaping and sowing, and a lot of people take that quote, and they say, reaping and sowing, oh, that's bad, that's a bad thing, and no, reaping and sowing is a good thing, because it can be a bad thing, I'm not saying it's not, I'm saying in the realm of when you're sowing to spiritual things, you're reaping spiritual things, okay? When you're praying, when you're fasting, when you're reading the word, you're going to reap rewards in the spirit. Amen? So, again, um, we're going to get Brother James on in a minute. However, uh, we have been praying for a lot of different folks on our prayer line. And I know some people uh, pray for a while, and then they, it's a labor. Right, Alan? It could be a Amen. labor. Amen. Laboring in their prayers. I've. Yeah, I totally believe that. You do it every day, you get results, and uh, if you don't, then uh, you don't. Amen. I believe it. Well, it's sometimes it's a labor. Sometimes we got to pull ourselves to, to pray for others, don't we? It's like, oh boy, you know, you kind of want to kick back. But I'm going to tell you, folks, uh, get into warfare because here's the thing, guys: you're going to need prayer warriors yourself one day. I guarantee it. This because you know why this world is full of of attacks. The enemy is always looking to attack. Friend, family, neighbor, yourself, whatever it is. The enemy is a roaring lion circling around about us, looking for a breach to how we can attack. And uh, you're going to need warriors in, in, our, in your life. The best way to get warriors rounded up in your life is to engage in prayer. It's real simple. Reaping and sowing. So, Let's get uh, Redbeard on the line. This is an introduction of the uh, podcast. We're going to be doing Watchman Radio podcast here. Get this out on uh, Spotify, on Amazon Music also, and YouTube. We'll be getting it back up there. But again, the live streams will be going on Sundays once I figure out uh, what live stream we're going to be using. That's the question because I know I'll be banned on YouTube pretty quick. So, might be Twitch. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're getting ready to uh, get back out and do our crusades. John Ramirez, Strike the Head of the Serpent. Many of you guys know of that. Uh, New York is opening back up. So, probably be doing a uh, crusade pretty soon in the Bronx. Keep your eyes open for that. Let's get Red Beat on since he died, and um, he might have something good to say. You know, Amen. he did meet the Lord, and um, so that encounter of that whole attack he, that Redbeard went through was pretty intense. And yeah, we did pray a lot for him. So let's hope he prays for us one day. So let's patch him in. 
calling him you see what i mean yeah this is a perfect example of it right here we yeah. prayed this guy for what weeks we were assembled in prayer for him and now he's m.i.a yeah oh, well, here he is we were just talking bad about you how you doing oh, i'm doing good all right it's infamous red beard uh been on watching radio for 20 years alan newcomer but, uh, you know, red beard. Let me look at his beard. They're getting gray, actually. A gray beard? Yeah, gray beard. Sorry, I had to rename you now. But uh, most of you know uh, a little bit of. Well, you could dye that thing. You want to throw a rubber band in that? Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, you could put, throw a rubber band in that. That's well, a southern that thing, by the way. By the way, interesting, interesting you brought that up. Uh, I will be a Southerner pretty soon, which I've always been a Southerner, just so you know. Oh, my goodness. No, no, no. Wait a minute, bro. Bro. Let me explain something to you, okay? This is supposed to be Believer's Radio, right? It is Believer's Radio, but I'm I'm helping you believe. (laughs) So, hold on. I played in a band called the JD Rebel Band, okay? Okay. So, all right. Even though I was in New York, I had to be a rebel. And I, I played in uh, biker bars, okay? This is stuff you don't know, all right? And uh, these were like Hell's Angels, Pagans. I don't know if they're still around. Some names, right? But in these, in, we used to play Southern Rock. I'm talking Marshall Tucker, Leonard Skinner, uh, you know, 38 Special, ZZ Top even. And, uh, yeah, so I'd be, this is a rough crowd, brah. All right. So I already know the Southern way. You haven't experienced the Southern way like I have. Okay. No, seriously. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, I'm playing Southern rock, Freebird, slide guitar. You know, there's people smashing people with beer bottles. Hey Richard, I got a question for you. Um, I saw the Blues Brothers movie. Is, is that and that first place that they played at as the uh, uh, as the Good Old Boys? So uh, is that pretty much what you the kind of venues you played at in your Southern Rock days? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to tell James. Wow. He don't he don't respect the fact that I'm already a Southerner, man. <laughs> no, I am. But, but, I thought your whole reputation was that you've lived within like a 30-mile square radius of... Yeah, exactly, brah. Because the East End Pub, look it up, was in East Patchogue over here, and that was a big biker bar. That's where all the fights used to go. We used to play there. I'd be there four in the morning sometimes playing. Wow. Okay? And this is Southern Rock. So born born and raised in Texas, when we go to New York and we see somebody in cowboy hats and their snakeskin boots, we just have this internal dialogue of, of just nothing but sheer laughter going on. You can laugh all you want, bro. Let me explain something to you. Okay? You're not even a Southerner. You're from <laughs> Oklahoma. That's the Midwest. That's like 
Tornado Alley. Okay? So, me, where I'm going, is Jacksonville. The home of Southern Rock. So, you know. Hey, uh, Alan. Alan. Oh, here's my mother. Let's patch her in on my cell phone live on the air. This would be great. Hey, Ma. I'm doing a radio broadcast, and people are listening to you right now. What's going on? All right, well, people need to pray for me because we're leaving North Carolina to go to Florida in, within a couple of hours. I was just telling everybody that I'm a Southerner already, and they don't get it. But you do. <laughs> you know I played in a, in, a, in a Southern rock band with Chris. That's and we're, right. we're reassembling that band when I get down there. This is okay. what I'm trying to tell these guys. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I, I yeah, believe so we got sick yesterday. We had a tree fall down across the driveway. So we need a lot of prayers. Uh, guys, pray for my mom. She's on a journey in the RV trying to close on my southern house. Uh, <laughs> and uh, where Leonard Skinner formed. And uh, the Allman Brothers. Uh, wow. So, not Oklahoma. So... Um, keep my mom in prayer because there have been a lot of weird things happening. Trees falling down. Uh, uh, Sister getting sick. Yeah, yeah. People getting sick. Yeah. yeah. Keep okay. my mom, Sa- Sandra, in prayer, please, guys. Uh, you'll you'll, you'll, you'll reap a great reward. Okay. All right. Love you. Love you, too. All right. That was my mom. James, did you have a prophetic word for her? Uh, let's just pray right now. All right. Go ahead. Fathers, we come before you. We just ask you to touch Lorraine right now. We ask you to send angels to protect her. Father, angels to encamp around about her, that they would blind every eye that shouldn't see her, but open every eye that should, that a hedge of protection would be placed about her as she makes this uh, journey, as she does this business, Father. Father, we just bind every bit of sickness, every bit of disease, every fiery dart of the enemy that's trying to come against her while she's taking care of this business. We command that perfect peace be brought to this situation. We give you praise and honor and glory in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen. 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 Well, my mom's name's Sandra. You wanted to pray for my aunt? Uh, that's what I said, right? No, you said Lorraine. That's her sister. That's you her said kid. Lorraine. Oh, okay, Lorraine, the sickness. That well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, we also pray for my mom's journey because. Well, how did I know Lorraine's name? Uh, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That was amazing. That's Crazy. amazing. No one said it. Nobody. Wow, you just witnessed the word of knowledge. Yeah, since you died, you've been getting more accurate. <laughs> well, how'd that happen? Uh. The father just knows. He knows. All right, let's get into that to a minute. Because James died. Uh, We almost gave up on him, right, Alan? Alan wanted to give up. Yeah, it was hopeless for a while, but he pulled through. Praise God, Jesus is faithful. Yeah, we we were kind of, we were like, wow, he's got five percent of his brain left. What? Why? Oh, and he'd actually get better while we were praying for him. Right, James don't know that because he was dead. We were praying for him, and he woke up or something. You you remember better, Richard? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, because we his wife was texting me as we were praying. Yeah. So and then there was old. T- all right, let's get into that one minute. Let me just end this with you with the Southern debate with you. Uh, I played in the JD Rebel Band, number one. 
I know that you were down in Texas and you had cowboy boots, but that don't mean nothing, bro. So when you come down to where I am in the real South, you see, you know the real South because it's something called swamps there, okay? And venomous cotton mouth, okay? Which we kill, okay? So, and something called gators, bro. So this is what makes up a southern man when you fight off gators and cottonmouth. <laughs> Seriously. If you wow. research Ronnie Van Zant, that's what he did on the St. John the River. I'm not giving you any grief. I mean, you're mo- you are moving to Florida. No, no, no. Wait, <laughs> I'm moving okay. to the real south, bro. Okay. Florida is the redheaded stepchild of the South. I mean, we 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 have kind of accepted you guys as part. Well, of you're the not South a Southern, bro. You are a red state. <laughs> this is what I tried to tell your friend Glenn, and I think he understands what I'm saying. You guys are Midwest. No, you're up there with cheese manufacturers. No, you you c- come to Oklahoma and tell tell these. Old country cow pushers that they're part of the Midwest. Yeah, the Midwest make cows. All right, this debate's for another time, but I'm going to tell you right now, when you come to the real South, I'm going to invite you. We'll go to the Jug. It's a uh, salon where uh, Ronnie Van Zant used to hang out, and he wrote a song about it. Uh, He said, I was cutting the rug at a place called the Jug with a girl named Linda Lou. Okay. Guess what? That's in Jacksonville. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, there's some southern things done. I mean, I respect that every now and then you go down to, like, Texas. But uh, I don't even think there's any rebels there left anymore. Anyway, let's get into this. Uh, Brother Allen sounds serious. Are you serious? I'm not saying Alan? anything. Yeah, he's, he sounds very serious. Okay. Jimmy, we got to get more serious with this guy. Okay. He's not you. like Guna. <laughs> you know? We're going to have to patch Guna in, too. Um, all right, so let's get into this. Here's the deal. We open up this broadcast. This is Watchman Radio Podcast. You know what? Let me just pray, play a... Uh, let me play a uh, Watchman Radio so you guys know what's going on here. Uh, stand by. You're listening to Watchmen Radio. All right. You hear that? This is Watchmen Radio. We're back. This podcast is back in circuit. It's going to be out on Spotify, Amazon Music. You can listen to it that way, and it'll be up on YouTube. Uh, and of course, the Podomatic feed. All right. So that website's going to be upgraded very soon. We're going to be putting all the old shows back because we're going to have unlimited space over there. Um, However, we open up this broadcast talking about Brother James, infamous red beard, kind of gray beard now. And uh, uh, we open up the show talking about praying and how it is a labor. It is a labor. And sometimes, like, I forget that we have the prayer meeting at 630. We have a free conferencing call, which if you want to join, let me know. But uh, on there, we have uh, some folks, and like 
like I see a text from Alan Prayer in like 20 minutes, and I'm like, I'm eating noodles and hanging out. And I'm like, wow, how can I get out of this one? But, you know, you suck it in and you go to combat. Because like we said earlier, you reap what you sow. When you have a situation, like right now, I know Redbeard will pray for me. When I have some, when I'm going through something, God will raise up Redbeard to pray. Well, he always prays for me, but I'm saying he'll actually put some elbow grease into it this time. And actually pray for me because he knows I prayed for him. And it's not even that he knows. There's going to be a supernatural force actually compelling him to pray. Yeah. Because I'm reaping what I sowed. Get it? And when you do pray for others, if listen, here it is. If you're praying deliverance prayers for others, and you're engaged in deliverance prayer, let's just in that category for a moment. Here it is. I have prayed for many in deliverance, and then I go to sleep at night, and I, I feel God ripping stuff out of me. Like an angel would, would come down and attack something. It's like I was reaping what I sowed. You see? It's not just a bad thing, because I know we use reaping what you sowed as a bad context all the time. It's kind of, you know, human nature in a way. However, I think today we, we want to reflect on the good things of reaping what, what you sow. Because there, there, there is a good content, you know, um, a good part of that, and the main category we're talking about is exploits in prayer and deliverance and prayers for healing, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, in James's case, we assembled a pretty mighty prayer team, right, Alan? Praise God, Amen. Yeah, powerful yeah, we- prayer team, and we had some powerful warriors came in there, and uh, we just it, it, there was an anointing being poured out. I felt blessed about I felt encouraged. By the way, Brother James's uh, mother is uh, very anointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could see uh, where Jimmy gets his uh, his uh, faith teaching from. She, she, she operates in a high level of faith, your mother, James. Absolutely. Yeah, we, she was a blessing when we had her in the uh, prayer room. You could just feel the faith on her. She must have grew up around a lot of, lot of faith preaching, right? My grandmother was probably probably more powerful than her in in faith in prayer and I mean this woman in the middle of the night you'd hear her speaking in tongues in her sleep I mean that's My that's God. who she was yeah that's what I'm saying I mean those those um generations back the warriors were way more diligent do you think they spent a lot more time in the scriptures and uh Holiness was preached from the pulpits. There would be altar calls, not just for altar calls, but to send out missionaries. Uh, so that was a much more serious generation than, you know, modern prosperity, feel yeah. good, uh, do what you want. Uh, God sees your sin through rose colored glasses generation right. of, you know, pop hair preachers that, uh, you know, it's, it's they were much more serious back then. That's what I'm saying. I agree. Well, I agree. Alan. It's okay. It's when things were real. It was the enemy that sowed in the name it and claim it, flab it and grab it right. generation. And all these people thinking they're going to go lay their hands on a Cadillac and God's going to give it to them just because they laid their hands on it. I mean, that's garbage teaching. That's junk the, teaching. The original that's- teaching got twisted, right, James? Absolutely right. Absolutely. And it kind of broad brush, broad brush the faith teaching in a way where people are like, oh, wait, wait, word of faith. And it's in Scripture, word of faith, by the way. However, absolutely. 
um, since it got tainted with the Mammonites, the Mammonites uh, smeared it. And um, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So um, faith is real. I've been through, Jim, James knows me 20 years, more, I'm sorry, 22 years. Yep. And maybe 23 years. And he knows the attacks I've been through. I, when I first met him, I used to have these headaches. Uh, I had attacks. I almost died in 2014. He, he was praying me through that, by the way. We finally and, got all that stuff under the blood. Yeah. But in, uh, when I had the leg attack, with my leg, it came to a point in my walk, no pun intended, that um, the Lord wanted me to stand on Scripture for my healing. And I didn't like that. And I'm like, no, I, I, I want miracle power now and uh, over, you know. And yeah. uh, that didn't work out. Brother Allen will tell you all the meetings. Uh, I have meetings. We had a building over here in Huntington. And um, I couldn't carry any equipment. Not that I was being lazy. Maybe sometimes I was. But um, right, Allen, I had had um, Dan carry the equipment. I remember Dan carrying the equipment. I remember you wearing that knee brace. Right, right. The knee, bra knee brace, listening. right. Yeah, I remember. Sheila right was there, had the knee brace on. Uh, everybody was looking at, they, they were like, oh, you need prayer, don't you? And I'm like, no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I had a knee uh, brackets on with metal. I couldn't walk without that thing, okay? I remember it. I went through this attack for I, a year. Imagine having to wear that thing. So I'm having everybody pray for me, and I'm just believing God as they pray. I'm like, praise God. The Lord was like, you know what? I I literally had to engage, and this is a rough one. You, I had, I was brought to a place where I had to actually rely on Scripture to be healed. Absolutely. I literally had to get up every morning, and this is how I got healed. You want to want to hear the story? Uh, sure, I'll sure. put it real quick. I was not being healed. I was. It was horrible. All right. Finally, I was so miserable about my leg because I was doing mass deliverance crusades and uh, I had a bracket on my leg. It was horrifying. Okay. And uh, kind of maybe I don't know. Felt weird about it. Is James still there? We lost James, that weasel. He'll be back. I'll be back. James? He'll be back. Oh, it says report connection. That's got to be him. See, he's from a poor area. <laughs> you know what? It's his, his connection. Let me continue in the story. He'll call okay. back when he's good. Anyway, so I got to a point where I was miserable, and... Alan, you were around for all that. So um, I was just doing reaping what, what, what I was sowing type thing because I was praying for a lot of people who were sending out prayer calls. You there, James? You there? Yeah, I got booted Check. for some reason. All right. So I thought, hey, I'll just be healed eventually. And I was waiting on God, right? Uh, it got to the point where I still wasn't being healed. So um, I was miserable. I was really miserable. 
And I remember sitting here. I'm like, I'm miserable. And then um, I had a dream. Okay, thank God. God, see, dreams are. I'm going to get into that. That was going to be the show t- today, but I want to get into that. But here's the dream that I had. Remember, guys, we're spiritual people. If we're not leaning on spiritual things, because dreams are spiritual, by the way, they're being broadcasted from a spiritual place from the Lord when you're getting a dream from the Lord, not all dreams from the Lord. But when we get a dream from the Spirit of God, in this case, uh, pretty obvious, and the dream I was getting up, don't forget I was still crippled with my leg at the time, and that's not a bad confession, I rebuke that, but I woke up in the dream, I was dreaming of this, and I put my sneakers on, and I had no leg brace on, and I was running, okay? That was the dream. So I'm like, wow. So I got up in the morning. I remembered the dream, thank God. I said, you know what? No holds barred at this point. I'm, you know what? I don't even care if my leg falls off. I put, I don't, I, didn't, I, th- I threw the brace. I, I didn't wear the brace. And I put my sneakers on. I started walking around by my, the lake here. I live by a lake. When I got halfway around the lake, my knee, the pain was so intense, it felt like the cartilage around my kneecap was going to rip. I was like, I started to turn around. I said, I'm not turning around. I'm going to lay claim to the stripes of Christ. So what I did was, I said, right now, in the name of Jesus, I lay claim to Isaiah 53. And I minister the medicine of the word into my knee. I am healed now. I thank you, Lord. I am healed. I thank you for healing my knee, my back, every part of me. And I'm, I thank you, God, for healing me in Jesus' name. Like that. I ministered the medicine just like that into my body. I injected it into my knee. At that moment, I turned back around like a half circle because I was turning. I was going to go home. And I said, I don't care if my knee falls off. I'm better off going out that way. At least I went out in faith. (laughs) This is the place I was at, people. I was like, my knee could come off. Screw it. So I started walking. The pain faded. It was like, just like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, gone. It started fading away. And then the devil's like lying to me on my shoulder. He's like, oh, that's your natural body. Releasing endorphins to get rid of the pain. You're really not healed. Your body just got rid of the pain. I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I am healed. So I kept walking, and I've been healed since. Amen? Amen. You heard the word, and you even got a confirmation in the dream. You believed it, and then you acted on God's word, which is faith, and that's when God's power was activated in your life, in your knee, and you refused to go back. You went forward acting on God's word, and you received it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't that easy, though, because it came back in the morning. Okay? I got tested again. I did it again. I did the ministering of the medicine. Always look at the scriptures for healing and deliverance and breakthroughs as medicine. Absolutely. When you minister medicine, sometimes it's in increments. So I said, okay, devil. I got up. I said, I lay claim for me right now in my knee 
Isaiah 53, 5, and I inject the word. I am healed into my body. I thank you, God, for the medicine into my body. My knee is healed. Every cartilage is healed. I rebuke you, you foul infirmity. And, Lord, I thank you for healing. You know what? It went away immediately. It was like, boom, like that. The more you hit these things, they get weaker and weaker. The tests start to wean. They're not as strong. And uh, uh, I got tested about two or three times after them also, but they were little. It started to get less and less. They weren't as intense. So I was beating the devil. You see what I'm saying? You remember how it says Jesus uh, confronted the enemy, uh, Satan himself in the wilderness, but it says for a season. The, the, the devil left for a season. Absolutely. But notice how he did it. He confronted the devil with the word. I confronted that knee attack with the word. Man, we have to use four. the word as a sword, as medication. I'm telling you guys, this is experience. Yeah, Jesus you know, spoke. Yeah. He spoke the word in Matthew chapter 4. That's how he made the devil leave him, by speaking the word right in his face, and he got the victory. And that's exactly what you did, and you also acted on it, which brought even more of God's power. To right, the, the dream was a Hallelujah. boost, like Alan's boost prayer. <laughs> yeah, this is well, <laughs> Alan's got a boost if, prayer. We'll get into that one day. But if, uh, if you would begin to understand, Rich, that, and and most most believers don't understand this. You are created now a new creation in Messiah Yeshua. You don't realize the power that has come into your life because you are now created in him. Right. Not not in not in the resemblance of him, Good point. but in him. So anything that he said, anything that come out of his mouth was manifest and it was manifest immediately. The only reason it's not manifest in your life right now is because you are walking in unbelief. Yep, yep. So when you when you truly begin to believe Preach in it. what the word says and you begin to confess the word over whatever the situation is, in faith believing it shall be done. There's like no it. ifs, ands, or mites about that. It shall be done because you are speaking in the authority of the Messiah because you are now created a new creation in him. Wow. Amen. Michael Pearl has an entire teaching on that, Jimmy, called Sin No More, where he goes on for nine CDs about the fact that Christians are dead to sin. They're free from sin. They walk in newness of life. I'm quoting the Bible. They're baptized into Jesus Christ. They're circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. And they are a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5.17. So as you believe and say those Bible verses about what God did to you at the cross, then you're able to sin no more. Because you're believing and saying what God already said is true, and it happens. Hallelujah. Yeah, Rich, guys. Rich brought, huh? it, Rich brought it up a couple of times about about me dying here recently. So I I just want to tell you the story about about knowing who you are in the Messiah. So it's Passover, and uh, I'm about to lead a large congregation in the Passover Seder. Uh, so I am in the house. I'm doing uh, mikvah, ritual cleansing, uh, because I realize I'm about to, to uh, lead these people in, in a Passover Seder. So as I'm saying the blessings over myself, I open my eyes, and I'm telling you, as real as my wife is right now, 
Yeshua was standing in front of me. No, I mean, like I could touch him, not a vision, like I touch him, feel him real. And uh, I went weak in the knees and he just grabbed me by the elbow and held me, kind of stabilized me a little bit. And I looked him in the eyes. And when I looked him in the eyes, he said, can I have Passover with you? I said, absolutely. Sorry. Wow. Hard for me to tell the story, but. And he sits there as I lead this whole congregation in in um, the Passover Seder. But I don't partake of the Seder, and he doesn't partake of the Seder as, as I'm leading them in it. But when I get done, he and I sit together and partake of the Seder together. And I'm thinking everybody can see this. I mean, because it's that real to me. After we get done with the Seder, he stands up thanks me and after he thanks me he says do you want to go with me and i said absolutely and he walks to the back of the synagogue and opens the door and leaves so three days later uh i can't even tell you what everything that happened but three days later i fall into a coma uh die multiple times in fact, the doctor said that he lost count how many times that they had to resuscitate me. But he did say two times he didn't think he was going to get me back. Uh, I had gone that far. But I remember, I, I'm just telling you, I didn't see no streets of gold or no fruit or no table of food or the, the throne room or any of that stuff that these people claim to see. I, it was just black. But Yeshua was there with me. He was talking to me the whole time. And he asked me one more time. He said, are you sure you want to go with me? And as I said yes, he began to show me my sons, my daughters, and my wife. And I, the scripture just played in my mind. You're the king and the priest of your own house. Who will lead them? And I told him at that point, I can't go, can I? And he just smiled at me. When he did, I woke up. Wow, that's we. Amen. That's Redbeard's um, guys. That and, we just like he, when he was on the cross, he said, "You don't take my life from me. I give it freely." We need to know that when we're truly created in His image, we even have the power over when we leave this world, just right. as He did. Because we have had a, already had a death, burial, and resurrection. Scripture says that it is appointed unto man once to die. And when we have truly given our life to him, we have, in fact, received that physical death and been raised again in the spirit in his image with the same power he has. We just have to understand how to work in that spirit. Good word. Amen. Yeah. And James... We, we were getting the reports back. Uh, it was pretty bad. I mean, I remember one that you, you that uh, your brain was gone. Yeah, my my brain was swollen to the point that they thought I was going to be brain dead when I was. No, they up. did a scan on your brain. It was it was gone. Yeah, you know what I said, right? Of course, I said okay. he's always been that way. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's just James. That's It'll be fine. Five percent is all he needs. 
And I still run circles around most people. Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> you still think you're Southern. But um, I will tell y'all, um, as you can see, I'm beginning to speak Southern. So my transition is going to be pretty easy. Okay. You know, police, guitar. Yeah. Y'all. Right. Although in 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 Florida they don't really have an accent, they're more they have more uh, of a well, between California and New York. No, nah. I'm going to reassemble the JD Rebel Band. Okay, I already got gotcha. one of my my guys down there actually. Gotcha. That so the change is coming. You know what? I might even let you come uh, work security for the JD Rebel Band. <laughs> okay, got gotcha. you. All right. So here's the deal. James uh, came out of a great trial. Uh, we're all praying for his weight, you know, that being, everybody pray for him to gain a hundred pounds. Uh, so maybe not a becomes, it becomes a, a giant mongoose. We'll just pray for him <laughs> to lose weight after that. Is that okay, James? Nah, let's, let's, let's say maybe another 30 pounds. Oh, well, you want good. to be picky? Well, a hundred, 150 pounds is good for me. Oh uh, yeah. Well, uh, pray he gains another 150. No, no, no. <laughs> Back to 250. Great idea. <laughs> All right, listen. Here's the deal. All right, so today this, I'm using a cheap microphone here, by the way. I'm using a microphone. I use the mic my guitar amp right now. So if I don't sound as incredible as I usually do, it's because uh, the real Watchman Radio microphone's over on the desk. So this whole um, circuitry is going to be rewired and reassembled. And uh, once I figure out what XSplit did, and um, why it's conflicting. Maybe I just got to reboot. Oh, you know what? I probably just got to reboot. Because I remember the update. I probably should have rebooted. All right, no big deal. We're going to have this um, incredible Watchman Radio going with Brother James, Brother Allen. I could bring in the free conferencing call also. So that'll be a whole nother other lines coming in for other people to call in. So... We want to get other guests coming on also uh, to speak. Uh, Brother John Kyle, Brother John Ramirez will be joining us. And we'll be using this uh, to talk about the upcoming book release, deliverance book that I'm working with John Ramirez with. Uh, That's going to be coming out soon. So uh, this is a great day here, guys, where we're able to uh, kick off the first podcast which will be a live stream probably next Sunday. So we'll post the time if you want to join in live, which will have some video feed going also. Um, so with that being said, Brother James, that was an awesome testimony. Um, also on faith. And um, how is your mom doing, by the way? She's doing good. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, walked into the church without a walker or a cane yesterday, so she yeah, did really good. Yeah, your mom is just, you know, you, you could just feel the faith on that woman. Uh-huh. You know? We need a little bit of that to rub on you. <laughs> but, um, you know? <laughs> Kidding. But, um, yeah, you could tell uh, up, up there in the Midwest, you guys were definitely uh, into some faith. Amen. Generation after generation of it. Must be all those cattles and, you know, 
stuff you had going on. I think I might have had the tornadoes and dust bowl you'll live through. It's actually praying that you don't get hit by a tornado or starve to death. I think yeah, that's no. what builds your here. Yeah, yeah. W- w- down south, I'm going to be battling cottonmouth. Okay. Cottonmouth are like the only snake that will attack you. Okay, did you know Hey, Rich, that? are you going to buy yourself a mongoose as a pet or something to help you? You're going to uh, just have a shotgun at your side all yeah, the time. Yeah, well, I'm looking into getting a mongoose, actually. Yeah. But they're cool. they're they're hard to take care of. I would like to get they're, a mongoose. They're vicious. Uh, well, they kill snakes. But he, here's the problem. Okay. See, this is when you're really down south, you have to battle things. That's why the southern people are tough. Um, and when you're battling gators, you know, uh, six thousand pound gators, and you're battling uh. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth is the only snake that'll attack you, bro. Okay. Did you know that, Jimmy? Well, there's actually another one called a coach whip. It'll chase you and try to hit you with its tail. Oh, really? It's not. It's not really venomous. Okay, so you're you're aware. Oh yeah. The cottonmouth will attack you. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I didn't know you know that. Okay. Um. Yeah. I learned about that. I was watching uh, Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, uh, they were talking about when he'd go fishing. If if cottonmouth um, have baby cottonmouths, they'll come towards you. And yeah, they attack you. Away from you. Right. And they they would carry rat shot with them and blow have to kill them because they would yeah. attack them. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself. Uh, Another. Another thing you need to know when you go to the south is this time of year, early in the spring, you don't get into creeks or, or ponds or anything like that because they're they're breeding and spawning. And there'll be a ball of 50 of them just rolling around on each other breeding. And if you get into that ball, uh, you'll get bit. So you're aware of cottonmouth? Oh, absolutely. We have them here all the time. You have them there? Oh, yeah. You ain't got them there. Yes, we do. No, you don't, bro. We have cottonmouth. We have water moccasin. No, you have Cottonmouth, water moccasin, the same thing. Well, I know, but we call them water moccasins. You call them cottonmouths. Dude, you ain't got cottonmouth there, bro. (laughs) Okay. No, you don't. (laughs) Okay. You know why? Because you need swamps. No. I've probably killed two already this year. Bro, (laughs) yeah. Let me research you. Because if you got cottonmouth there, then I'd have to renounce me not calling you not a southerner. Because you're not. No, we have we have cottonmouth. We have rattlesnake. We have... I know you got rattlesnakes. Uh, we have copperheads. We have ringnecks. We have uh, gardener snakes. We have, we have almost every snake there is. All right, wait a minute. If you got cottonmouth there, then I will call you a southerner. We have we have if you do all right if you do you have earned the right but until then I don't I don't believe it five five years ago there was a lady jumped off in the water down here at a creek by my house called Baron Fork and she got in one of those balls and got bit thirty six are you sure it's cotton mountain you mean coral snake no no water moxkins okay if you have I'm gonna research you. If you have cotton out there, then you are a southerner. Absolutely. Okay. But if you don't, (laughs) 
You're gonna you're gonna get it on the air on the radio next week. There we go. There we go. Yep. So, uh, Alan, you know when you come down south, I'm just letting you know. You know you're gonna be battling out here. Praise By the, the way, Lord. James, uh, you know where I'm moving over there. I'm on the St. Johns River. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I could get a little boat. I'm like there's a ramp there. I can go right out there and catch red snappers. They're huge. Have yeah. you seen red snappers over there? They're, they're big old fish. Exactly. And Marie used to and, eat them in the Philippines. They were called Lopa Lopa. Ask your wife. Like, ask your wife about Lopa Lopa. Yeah. And they're they're like a bass in that they fight when you when you reel them in. So that's ask why I like Flor- Ask Florida right now about Lopa Lopa. Yeah. Ask her. I will. She's there. Oh, you want me to ask her now? Ask her right now. Lopa Lopa? Fish. Hey, Florida. Lupa Lupa. Who wants to know about Lopa Lopa fish? Fish. Come here. Lupa Lupa. Here, here, here. Just you. ask her about Lupa Lupa. Lupa Lupa. Lupa Lupa. Here. I don't know. Lupa. He's talking about red, red Lupa snappers. Lupa. Big red fish. I don't know what this No, Lupa Lupa. Ah, Lapu Lapu. <laughs> yeah, Lapa Lapa. Right, Richard? She just made fun of your tagalog. Ah, no, Lapa Lapa. Yeah, right. Yeah, Maria says it's a delicious fish. Is that true? Yes, I miss it. It's expensive. Okay, well, yeah. Lapa Lapa. Is the red Lapa. snapper? Maria says it's the same fish, and we have giant ones where I'm moving down south. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't it be nice if James gets you some lapa lapa? I wish he can get me one. I just told him that I want to cook fish today. Yeah. Lapa lapa is also an airport in uh, Cebu City. Yeah, lapa lapa. All right, so James, you see, I know my stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, lapa 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 lapa. Lapa Lapu. Yeah, that fish is delicious. I'll be catching those things uh, in my boat. Well, we're going to come down there and visit you. I'll catch some, too. Well, I want you to come down so you can learn the way of the south. Well, I'll show you how to fish because you don't wait, really know dude, how. Wait till, you see, wait till you see the hat I'm having made right now, okay? You see that hat I'm getting? Yeah. Dude, don't laugh at that hat. When when you become a southern, you got to learn how to hunt deer. You got to learn how to fish. Dude, you got to learn all that stuff. Dude, so, I am literally having I, Ronnie Van Zant's hat made for me right now. I'm here. I'm here. When for I you, walk brother. in the jug with that hat on, everybody's gonna hail me. <laughs> you watch. All right, I think we should board these people with with southern talking. No, nah, just setting the record straight, bro. You know, Alan don't know nothing about the South. Yeah, I'm from northern. He's from California, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> we got to bring Alan down to northern San Diego. Biggest yeah. problem they got out there is a uh, flea, maybe a flea. Traffic. Yeah, traffic. You come down yeah, south, dude. bro, and you got to fight moccasins, survival. six thousand pound gators. That make you a man. All right. All of you right. need to be, become men. So you come down to Jacksonville. 
And you can stay at my place. I'll take you fishing, whatever you want to do. But uh, I'll be having a lot of crew down there, rebels, you know. I'll be assembling a team. All right, listen. We're getting ready to burn rubber out of here. This has been a great time. I, I, it's, I could chat all day. James, you got stuff to do, right? Yep, it's all Passover. Right, so, uh, I mean, it's uh, Shavuot, so we yeah. got a bunch of people showing up, and we're going to celebrate Pentecost. Yeah, shakalakalakum. Shavuot. <laughs> Praise God. James, great hearing you, James. All right, brother James. I'll talk at you later, bro. All right, shalom. God bless. God bless you. You see, he's not a southerner, bro. <laughs> I just freaking laid it out for him. On the, Now everybody's going to know when they listen to this podcast that he is a Midwesterner, and I'm right. So you have to have 15 PhDs and killing snakes and wrestling alligators and... Uh... Uh, do you do you actually barbecue little mini alligators? Is that how southern you are? No, no. I'm trying to say to him that he goes around sporting himself as a southerner, right? Because <laughs> right. he's making fun of my Ronnie Van Zandt hat. Uh-huh. He said if I wear my Ronnie Van Zandt hat, the southerners will beat me up. And I tried okay, to explain to him. Everybody thinks that they're born in the center of everything that's important. I'm sure in Oklahoma they love their southern ways. And, you know, in the Florida they love their southern ways and... In parts of New York, they love their, Dude. you know, New York ways. And they think it's the most no, important thing ever in the New best Yorker, bro. I was originally in the J.D. Rebel Band. I know the ways of the South. So once I get down there, they're going to respect me immediately. Let's let's hope that pans out. Well, I know it's going to pan out, bro. I got my bro, I got my bros down there. Yeah, but you're, you're, you've been lived in New York your whole life. Yeah, but my bro you're is down here. My ex, my ex bandmate from the JD Rebel Band. You're not even a Southerner. You know nothing. Yeah, all I'm telling you is it's different and I'm not when you're actually bra. there. Okay? And I'm not your bra. Oh, that reminds me. We got to get sound uh, effects on here. <laughs> yeah, we got we to gotta start getting those sound effects going. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, we'll be back probably midweek. Going to be doing a lot of these podcasts. We have unlimited space now once I upgrade Podomatic. And uh, we're going to be doing teachings, getting guests on, William Lau, Russ Dizdar, my good friend, John Ramirez, my good friend. We're going to be bringing in uh, some great teaching and keeping it kind of real. You know, now a lot of you all know that I'm a Southerner, you have more respect for me, and I don't blame you. Because a New Yorker, they don't know nothing. But where I'm going, I'll be assembling mass deliverance crusades down in Jacksonville. I already told you John Ramirez about it. We're getting a building. Okay? So, get ready for it. Florida, we're going to be doing mass deliverance crusades. Hardcore. Anyway, um, let me get this going. And, uh, brother Allen, I thank you. Thank you for having me, Richard. Thank you for having Praise me. God, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're going to be a fixture here for all the shows. Praise God. Thank you. And, um, I feel pretty good about, uh, the broadcast, even though I'm using this welfare mic right now. I know. So. I will be back next week or midweek. We'll let you know. We'll get this podcast out. People are going to be shocked when their podcast 
uh, is updated with a watch radio show. It's been so long. But anyway, um, you could also get it on app. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Spotify, we're on. Just type in Watch MN Radio. And also Amazon Music. Um, we're also on there. But we're doing the live, we're going to be doing a live stream. We'll be announcing the live stream. That'll be a little bit more interesting. We'll get this going. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of ranting on here, too, about the satanic libtards, which we did not touch on about how the satanic libtards are now sewing aborted babies, babies' heads on the top of rats. Yeah, I saw the picture of that. That's yeah. just sick and disgusting and gratuitous, uh, disgusting. Right, right, right. You know. But I saw it. I saw yeah, the I know. pictures. I saw it, Gross. too. And years ago, when I when I coined the phrase satanic libtards, some of you libtards uh, thought that was a little extreme. But I was being prophetic, man. Because Amen. satanic libtards got more evil. Remember so, when Bill Clinton said that abortion be, should be safe? legal and rare like it's this thing that they don't really like but now they they clamor for it they scream for it and they they'll get and and they get all angry about yeah, it but let me, you let me ask you a question brother Alan. yeah what'd you say let me ask you a question sure are what they're doing is, is it satanic yes okay they, so they're they satanic lip on, right there's i used to watch a lot of south park and there's this character on south park he's called mephisto and he uh and he uh, puts four butts on every single animal he possibly could. And he's a joke. He's a sick joke in that show. And now we're watching Dr. Fauci do it in real life on with babies and rats. And people are just, you know, it's just okay. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, people, people, if you take an aborted baby head, like nine months, they call that an abortion now. Um. And then you sew it on the top of rats' heads. And then the rats are running around with long hair now. Yeah. And then they're all laughing at them. Because yeah. they want to see how long the hair will grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's not evil, I mean, even Joseph Mangler would be like, wow, that's pretty sick. And some of yeah. you don't know who Joseph Mangler was, but he was known as the Angel of Death. He was a doctor during uh, the Holocaust. I would not call him Nazi doctor. doctor. Yeah. Nazi doctor, yeah. Yeah, let's just call him uh, Butcher. But he would, um, you know, I don't even want to talk about what he did, but it was pretty bad. Actually, yeah, he was pretty bad, too. Okay, so, yeah, what, what they're doing is pretty much in line with Joseph Mengele uh, during the Holocaust, okay? So, in fact, Hitler would have loved it. It would have been like, they would have all been like, you know, eating their knockwursts and like rejoicing. I mean, it's just insane how, you know, incidentally, Satanic Libtards are a leftist organization. Did yeah. you know the Nazi party is a leftist organization? Yeah, Did you know Joe Biden's best friend for, was a high-ranking KKK member? I mean... Did you know the KKK was originally Democrats? These people are hypocritical. You know, don't get me started. I almost sound like Biden there. Oh, my God. Get me started. Yeah. These satanic libtards are bastards. Okay? 
we need to we need to uncover some of this sewing people listen they're sewing babies heads on top of rats you think I'm kidding Alan tell him yeah I, I, I saw the picture and uh, it's it's super gross and there's you know we're we're you know yeah there's I, I can't people. imagine there's right. any scientific there's receiving value shame on them oh yeah People, listen. You know it's the end time. Wait, wait. When people are sewing babies' heads on rats, you know it's the end times. Okay. Anyway, um, all right. We're signing off. We'll we'll see you guys next week. Praise God. Watchman Radio. Farewell.